Hey guys, what's up? I'm Oodles. Hey guys, it's Adriana. And we're Twin Tarot. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Alright, all the peoples. Today we are going to get into some interesting topics. But before we do that, uh, me and Twain want to start giving you guys some what would you call it twin astrology weather <laughs> the forecast <laughs> whatever we're really trying to get into um doing all the teens so you guys are aware of what's happening just like we're trying to be aware of what's happening so um today that you guys are going to be hearing this um november 20th 2019 Mercury turns direct in Scorpio on this day. And Twain is going to get into some shadow teams. So basically, with Mercury going direct in Scorpio today, expect some strong pulls and some very strong feelings. After um, the 20th, on tomorrow, the 21st, we're going to go into the post-shadow phase, which is going to last up until December 7th. So with Mercury going direct, that obviously means that Mercury is no longer moving backwards. In retrospect, Mercury is going direct, you know, lining back up in its original positioning and everything. So with that shadow phase, that means we're still going to have that stagnant energy and everything left over from the retrograde. And like I said, this is going to be from the 21st to the 20, um, I mean, from the 21st till December 7th. And so in this time period, you might feel like there is revelations of errors in communication um, or actions that you've been dealing with during the retrograde, starting from all the way in the pre-shadow phase up until the actual retrograde that started on October 31st up until now. Any kind of issues with communication or anything like that, you may have trouble um, asserting yourself or your views without, you know, dealing with confrontation all those kind of things so beware of that and um with this mercury is actually ruling two signs um this whole time so if you didn't know mercury rules gemini and virgo so for the gemini's or people with uh gemini placements in their chart you have probably been feeling um issues with expressing yourself or discriminating you know between what's good for you or what's bad for you because in Gemini's Mercury represents um, interactions, how you interact with your friends or your family and how you make decisions. And with Virgo, you could be having issues with making sense of yourself or different things that you're experiencing or feeling like you're inadequate or something like that because in Virgo, Mercury represents um, life experiences and their sense and view of themselves in the world so definitely a lot of things that are kind of going on for those signs during this month so for your like we said your gemini friends or your or anybody with those placements in you know very strong houses or positions of those placements they may be dealing with those things so hopefully it'll start to get a little bit better for them after we move out of this whole shadow cycle and everything like that yeah. Thanks for that forecast, Twain. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, we're also gonna be having a new moon 
on um november 26 2019 so um i think this time i'm gonna try my best to uh cleanse my crystals in a new moon because i didn't get a chance to do that last time um even though me and twin talked about the new moon my ass completely forgot about it but now me trying to get all organized and stuff i'll be able to remember this time hell yeah so i'm excited about that and don't forget that new moon period is also the ample time to start putting new ideas into motion and setting those intentions and stuff guys oh yeah okay i'm sorry guys i thought it was gonna be a loud sound there but it's not okay so um i think that's about it for um all our teens we wanted to let you guys know um for the astrology weather (laughs) (laughs) but we're gonna go ahead and move into our next segment so today guys we're gonna be talking about uh quote-unquote the good child and also the golden child syndrome and with um both of those um you might think they're exactly the same but they're a little bit different but they do have some similarities that's why me and twin want to talk about it too mm-hmm. um we really have a lot that we want to talk about on the podcast and on our live shows but sometimes it's just so much and we don't know what to talk about but sometimes interesting things come around and we're just like you know what we have some experience with this type of thing especially on on my end definitely the good child (laughs) Mm um and i think we'll talk about our experiences also but um which one you want to get into first man um i think we could talk about the good child first oh (laughs) (laughs) so from um a couple of uh videos that me and twin watched uh we'll um link them in our discord if you guys want to watch them but um from the videos that we watched and from our own experiences we can probably uh pretty much uh explained what the feeling is and all this stuff behind feeling the feeling of a good child and like what it means and stuff like that but from the video the gist of it was was about um a good child basically does what's expected of them but the thing is before they even got to that point is that um they either have a parent that is very aggressive and is very um intense all the time or they might have a parent that has a lot on their plate and they can be um kind of in their own feelings they could be depressed they could be working through some mental things emotional things or they could be both to be honest like in combining one person um but it kind of stems from that and the child position is basically wanting to do its best to not make the parents or the guardian life harder so they feel like they would rather 
or get a negative uh if it's like an aggressive parent get like a negative reaction to whatever that they do so they would rather do everything right instead of um or what's expected of them instead of um pushing those boundaries that most children do because all children try to see how far they can go because it's about learning life is trying to see how far you can go but um in the good child's case they they don't typically do that um so a lot of stuff happens when they do that um but before we get into what happens or the effective parts we're gonna say what so you can see if you can identify as well if you were a good child mm-hmm. um so uh they could be overly polite um they can also um treat goodness as a necessity instead of it being um like an option um even though you know you don't want to be like oh i'm gonna be bad like (laughs) but yeah um so when it comes to like i'm gonna just throw some options out there when it comes to like you know when your parents told you to your chores when your your teacher told you to your work you know you make sure that you do your work correctly um you make sure nobody have to tell you something twice or at all even to be honest um Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like the the thing about that did you have anything else you want to add twin about the definition of it i think it also mentioned how um a lot of times these kids are raised by their parents as their parents pretty much kind of scare them into behaving basically by you know kind of being like you don't want to be like a bad kid and you know they'll list all all these things that are like consider bad kids like being Mm -hmm. selfish or being angry or if you complain and stuff like that or you Mm -hmm. lie and i'll be like oh you don't want to be a bad kid so they basically scare these kids into behaving and then they just don't do things that are deemed bad which leads them to having issue excuse me issues processing emotions and stuff as they get older so because they've been taught hey you you know only bad kids get angry or something like that so as an adult they will (laughs) even though they're mad they'll hold that in they won't express you know emotions and uh, and stuff like actual adults should because we're all human and we all experience emotions and we should be comfortable in with you know experiencing emotions and expressing them but because these people have been taught all their life that that's bad and that you know that's not something you should do they won't like they won't do that and it'll be harder for them to express themselves mm-hmm. and you know <laughs> they will feel bad about making other people upset because they've been taught their whole life what not to do so it'll be hard on them if they happen to do something you kind of point out to them like oh you know this isn't okay then they might you know have a breakdown because it's like that's something that they've never seen as being a negative thing been raised you know to not do those things so very interesting and sad like that though it is and it also um brings that good quote-unquote mentality into your adult life which Mm -hmm. could also be very um toxic to yourself um 100 percent and it can affect how you have relationship with your friends um with uh, co-workers your 
lovers, whatever. And uh, it could be a lot of like one-sided stuff. And like Twin said, you kind of hold all this stuff in. You don't know how to let it out and all this stuff. And, you know, that's never good, child. That's just never mm-hmm. good. And Twin, do you have any experiences would you like? Or like maybe... You don't have to go through all of them if you don't want mm-hmm. to. But if you have something that you want to share about your I'd, child story, um, I've definitely reading about the good children, the good child syndrome and stuff. I feel like I've met um a lot of people who kind of fall into that, mm-hmm. and um, this kind of this is kind of like what Twin mentioned, but. Uh, one example that I saw, um, it says that they are self-deceptive and it says they believe their efforts to help others are completely unselfish. For example, a woman asked for advice on how to get her husband to stop being so negative. Psychiatrist asked, why are you working so hard to change him? And she said, it's for his own good. He would be so much happier. And, um, the doctor actually said the nature of the good person's self, uh, deception is such in they can act in ways harmful to you while truly believing they are doing so for your own good. The combination of sweetness in your presence, destructive criticism behind your back, and a belief that their actions are for your own good is behind the statement with friends like these who needs enemies. So basically, they will <laughs> try to be very controlling in situations and try to force you to change because in their mind, they feel like there's no way possible that they could be the issue. And so they'll try to, you know, force other people to act accordingly, which also stems from their childhood with their parents pretty much, you know, forcing them to be this, you know, picture of perfection. And so they continue that on into their adult life and even in, you know, like their relationships, like it said with the woman and her husband, with her, you know, not admitting that she could possibly be the issue and she's trying to change her husband and get him to do what she wants. So it's manipulative and it's based you know from being manipulated as a child so they grow up to be manipulators too Mm -hmm. okay 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 that is a good point um well for me i'm gonna give a personal (laughs) a personal one and it's um well for me my i wouldn't mm, I can say I kind of have in certain instances I did have an aggressive parent when it came to certain parts well parts meaning like when there are certain situations um like with substance abuse and then I did also have a parent that was um also very having mental health problems and things and also was very passive aggressive so with that um i definitely had now that i see the definition and stuff like that i definitely see that i probably have um pretty much took it on the good child syndrome until i feel like i feel like i still kind of have that a little bit sometimes but um i always tried my best to do what i was told all this other stuff even though um since my mom was very um kind of passive aggressive (laughs) i definitely held a lot of stuff in 
but she also helped me with um speaking up more about um, my mental health things too even though she didn't have that for herself when she was a child so i think that's why i believe why probably why she was very uh passive aggressive and um and probably something that she was taught but um for me i definitely didn't want to put more problems because i was very not self-aware of everything that was going on in my childhood but i was very self-aware of what was going on with my mom um right. so when we were uh ever like struggling like i was knowledgeable if <laughs> if we were struggling not all the time but most of the time like i know if something's not right and i always try my best to be not to add on to anything that would cause my mom more stress so i definitely was um trying not to be in trouble and go to school even though (laughs) sometimes i didn't want to go to school and you know all the shit that little kids always you know try to push things to the limit because you know that's just what little kids do they do bad shit and sometimes Mm -hmm. i did do bad stuff but it wasn't really like horrible it's bad stuff until i got to like high school age that's when i was kind of going a little crazy but uh (laughs) but other than that like my childhood was definitely that definitely the definition of being the good child it's just holding Mm -hmm. in my feelings and like me always obsessing (laughs) over things and holding it in and all this stuff all the bad things (laughs) right and it kind of uh, to be honest kind of carried on to my adult life too a little bit like i'm trying to honestly grow out of it but it's hard to grow out of stuff that you've been doing for so long but i do sometimes but to be honest i have been trying my best to put my feelings out there and i've really been pushing myself with that and try to speak what's on my mind even if i do hold it in for a little bit i eventually Mm -hmm. do let it out because that's the only way i can get through things is if i let it out in the open i know everything don't need to be out in the open but sometimes (laughs) you know i'll rather if i told certain people certain things i wouldn't be like just saying (laughs) saying it to like random people or nothing but um um but when it comes to like when they said like uh, another example like with the job and stuff like um with anything that i do i do try my best to do it um and i'm especially when it came to like my um some of my like customer service jobs and stuff like even though i was very much annoyed um or irritated i still you know with customer service you can't be like you know have an attitude and all this other stuff so you have to be kind of like putting your smile on and all the time and it was just one time i did not have a smile like i just went crazy like this customer i don't know what was happening that day but i just felt so bad and it was just one day i just did not smile and this customer was like you need to smile and i just sent me over the edge (laughs) it sent me over the edge trainer i didn't i was just like uh i think it's time for me to go i feel that because uh, I literally broke down but not like in, in front of everybody like in the, the bathroom I like broke down it, I don't know what happened but I think it was just a lot going on um, at that time I think it was right after that I went into like outpatient for um, 
uh, cognitive therapy right mm-hmm. after that. So it was pretty much one of my breaking points mm-hmm. at that time. So to be honest, I feel like my personality has always been um, kind of like a cheery person. I've always been like that. But it could have been, it could stem from me from being a good child. It could. I don't know. But I feel like if I have underlying things that I feel and I'm not letting that be known, then yeah. It yeah. would be that. But other than that, like, it's just how I am. I understand. Okay. After all that, my life story there. I was just playing. <laughs> we enjoyed it because we stayed emotional transparency. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. I'm really trying. It's hard out here. You got no damn therapist. What I'm going to do? Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah. It's very weird to have a, a label on stuff. Right? Like you feel something your whole life and then you're like, oh, that's what it is. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it's interesting to finally have a label for it, but it's, then it's just once you start looking more into it and you're like, you what Because like, <laughs> that's a legit thing. Exactly. Like, exactly. I don't want to be a fucking <laughs> a good child. But eventually, you know, I stopped being that, to be honest. But I still feel like I have some of those tendencies to do that because it's just a default. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's see. Now, the uh, golden child. Oh, man. You want to start us off with that twin? Yeah. <laughs> so, golden child um, is very similar to the good child. But one of the key things about um, the golden child is usually the golden child. So first, I'll start off by describing what the golden child is. So the golden child is described as typically being super overpraised um, as a child, getting a lot of excessive love. Basically, their parents are just like, it's basically like they're spoiled with attention even though they might not be so deserving of that attention. Like, you know, the parents just put so much pressure on their head. Like the moment they're born, the parents, like they're going to be a star. They're going to be this, they're going to be that. And basically the parents just put all this energy into them, which in turn creates the fear and worry of the child, you know, not living up to the parents' expectations mm-hmm. or letting the parents down mm-hmm. and this false confidence that the parents build up in them with, you know, never letting them make mistakes, never letting them be wrong, never letting them. And so this is described as you is a way of the parents kind of living, um, like trying to live through their children pretty much. Basically, if the parents had like a relationship that failed maybe with the child's parent or if they're trying to paint a bit, uh, you know, a better picture of what it of what they wanted to do, wanted it to be versus what it is. Uh, If it's the parent had dreams before they had the child, like we always hear about the parents who, you know, they wanted to be a singer or something, but then they got pregnant. So they put that on the child to be that singer and they live vicariously through their children pretty much. And they have all these expectations for the child that they don't want them to, you know, ruin. So the similarity between the golden child and the good child is definitely the expectations of the parents. But the difference is with the good child, it's more of the parents kind of have this expectation of them being good and not, you know, doing anything wrong or bad. Whereas with the golden child, 
the parent will know that the child is doing something wrong, but they will not let that child believe that they are wrong. Mm -hmm. So one example is if a child is in class and they don't study, they make a bad grade on the test. Now the child knows in their head and the parent knows also that the child would have made a better grade had they done their work. But the parent will say, oh, you know, the teacher is just an idiot. The teacher's just stupid. Like, you did your best, baby. Like, you know, <laughs> like, that's the parent. And I've what that ends up doing parents. is just, just like, it screws the child up because then they get this kind of idea of like, well, I can do what I want because my mom, my dad, they're going to defend it, you know, regardless. So then these kids just have this like messed up per perception and view of what they're supposed to do, you know, and what they're, you know, to do as a student and in general. So the golden child situation is, is really bad because then these kids end up growing up and having all these, you know, expectations and stuff that, you know, they're always, they're never allowed to like make mistakes. And even if they do, they're never going to learn from those mistakes because their parents have already decided they're perfect. So the they have a lot of similarities but then there's that like key difference in it and um personally i feel like my childhood was like a combination of the good child and the golden child but i feel like it was like that i feel like it was more of the the golden child up until a certain point because i guess i just had this expectation of not being able to make mistakes and stuff because I remember some like key moments where it was just like I could like get away with murder honestly and I will say like sometimes I did kind of like act out but it was like Annalise <laughs> not Annalise oh my god <laughs> <laughs> it was like at some points it was like nothing would be done if I did something yeah and then that happened up until a certain point of where there was just the expectation of me to not make mistakes and it was just like if I did something, it was like it was never seen as as bad as it was yeah. because like my mom or like, you know, my parents didn't really look at it like that. So mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a lot. And I feel like the one thing that's key about the golden child is they have so many things like that is expected of them, just like the good child. Like there's so many things that they're expected to do mm -hmm. that it really creates anxieties and stuff when you're older because mm -hmm you all your life you've been taught to do this and that and you know you're this well and you're put on like this pedestal and then it's like once you get older you're afraid to make mistakes and then sometimes because a lot of us we got praised for stuff that you know was just normal stuff especially I, I always see the tweets and stuff on twitter it'll be like oh you know when you were in elementary school and you were reading on this level and you were you know super smart and you were in like you know the super advanced classes and then when you got older you know everybody was like oh you're so smart and then when you got older and you and were just around like, other dumb. smart kids you like yeah exactly and it's like you got praised for like the mediocre and it's like once you get older and you can no longer rely on that and you actually have to start like you know studying and stuff to get good grades and it's like well damn like you know it, it gets kind of difficult because it's like you've been taught so much of your life what you're supposed to do and you've been praised for being on a certain level and then it's like once you try to you know go above that you can't and then you feel like a failure and it's really hard because then you have to carry that around and you don't want to let your family down or you don't want to let everybody down that's rooting for you so you end up just you know in a really messy like state of adulthood and it's mm -hmm. it's 
it's a lot. It is. it is a lot to handle, especially like when you're an adult and you got to look back on all that stuff. And it makes you feel bad sometimes. You're like, damn, remember I used to be smart. And it's like, were you actually that smart or were you just, you know, doing the bare minimum, but everybody just hyped you up. So you thought, you know, more of yourself than maybe you should have. But that kind of sounds weird. But no, exactly. <laughs> you That explains exactly what a golden child is. It's basically... Um, hyping the children up when the children have done not much of um, not much. That's true. That's but true. it's because the parent want them to be what they want them to be. Want them to strive to whatever that they want them to strive to, and not what the child wants themselves to be. It mm-hmm. doesn't. Um, because with both of these, also is that. The golden child and the good child don't don't have a sense of self. The good child has no sense of what is what they they don't have a sense of self because they can't actually push the boundaries. And with the golden child, they can't do nothing on their own. They can't do anything that they want to do, whatever that they strive to do. They can't mm-hmm. do that. And it's the same thing with the good child. They can't do anything they want to do because they want to do what's best for everybody else or what is expected of them. Um, so it's really a very to be honest a toxic thing to do um i mean they it's a possibility that the parents don't know to realize that they're doing it but it is also very it's just not good for children right you know but you know Another- we're all learning i guess that's true Another thing that I kind of I've kind of forgot to mention with the golden child is that usually the golden child is typically born to narcissistic parent, which is a big part of them, you know, not being able to see the wrongness or whatever in their doing because the parents, obviously, if they're narcissists, they're not going to see themselves as ever being wrong. And of course, they look at their child as that's their offspring and they don't, they're not going to see it as them having an imperfect child, you know? They're going to be like, I'm perfect. So, of course, my child is going to be perfect because they're not going to see anything less. And they want to build that child up to be exactly what they want them to be, which mm-hmm. I can definitely, definitely relate to. Uh, I don't, I definitely know that my mom's not narcissistic, but my dad, he could be. <laughs> he mm-hmm. could be. He's very, very into himself so it could be a possibility that he is because he cares mm-hmm. about his looks and how people think of him so th- that is a, g- a good ass possibility <laughs> so yeah I, we will me and twin would like to know what you guys think um yeah. shout outs to Kyrie. i think it was Kyrie, right twin um that, yes uh rose gold Kyrie because she changed her name <laughs> for giving us the idea to uh put a channel in the discord for you guys to reply to us um but you guys can also reply to us on twitter as well hell yeah um y'all can't do um we don't be on there that much but we'll check it (laughs) exactly we'll see it (laughs) but we'll definitely see in a discord for sure so right uh go ahead and join the discord and we'll uh let's have a dialogue we want to know do you guys feel like you may have been the gold the um good child do you guys know anybody do you have a narcissistic parent are you narcissistic so you know I feel like that would be a very, very interesting thing to talk about. 
see how you guys feel about this. See, I don't Which, know if they would know they're narcissistic. Most narcissistic I mean, people do not know they are. <laughs> I mean that. I can see that. I can see that. Because they would definitely not admit to it at least. Right, like me? <laughs> Never. <laughs> Girl. Oh my god. Um, but today, you guys listen to this, we will be uh going live um on my channel and we will be talking about empaths. So very that will be very interesting, like twins said. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about it because uh oh I learned a lot of things and twins learned a lot of things on I did what an empath is a lot of things i didn't ever really think about so it's definitely going to be very eye-opening for for you guys because um the science well <laughs> should i say scientific yeah because psychology is a science yeah but the actual facts that we learned about um you know being an empath it's not what you typically assume that it is and there's a lot of um psychological things behind what makes an empath so I feel like you guys are going to really enjoy that. Um, it's going to be super interesting to kind of talk about it because like, you know, oh, yeah. like I said, a lot of us have like a different idea of what an empath is. But mm -hmm. once you see like the actual facts behind, you know, where the term comes from and exactly what it means, I think it's going to be very eye opening for everybody mm -hmm. to see. Mm -hmm. Very much so, because I definitely was shook. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, oh, yeah, also, um last week a uh, twin also did a reading on her stream for Kyrie hey. as well and that went really good oh my god did I say rent that went really good <laughs> it went really good um so me and twin are trying our best to do more readings um yeah. so we can get all nice and comfortable because it's in my honest opinion it is a bit nerve-wracking a little bit like it's exciting definitely but it's definitely also nerve-wracking because you're trying to make sure because it's so exciting that you're trying to focus but you're excited at the same time mm -hmm. <laughs> and you're just like okay i need to get a good reading i need to have my head clear and nice and <laughs> so i can everything makes sense you know what i mean but right because we really want them to resonate we don't want it to just be you know picking up on our energy versus Facts. the person like we're reading for Facts. so it's very uh exciting but it's also nerve-wracking so Definitely. thank you guys for being uh guinea pigs for us we appreciate it we love you guys but we also use ourselves as guinea pigs too so we do to some very shook results <laughs> so if you guys uh are interested in that um that's also in the Discord. That's why you need to join the Discord. Click the link. Follow us everywhere. Hell yeah. But Follow um, the updates and stuff. Most importantly, we would like for you guys to be in the streams. Even if you can't stay. Um, even if you come in and pop in and say hello. And, uh, you know, anything like that. So we can get uh, familiar with you. And so we can get comfortable with you and all this stuff. Exactly. We like to interact. I love you guys with our peeps with our gems <laughs> um so yeah guys um that's pretty much it on what we have for today um uh, 
Twin, did you want to end us out with a nice positive ting? Of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Alrighty. So, oh, y'all know. Yeah. <laughs> We've been trying to get, you know, a little bit of motivational things to kind of, you know, leave y'all with on a good little note. We like to show y'all, tell y'all some things, you know, so you can have some things to kind of look forward to. So for today, our motivational thought is watch your thoughts. They become words. Watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. Watch your habits. They become character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. And that is from Frank Outlaw. So basically, be mindful of the things that you do. Be mindful of the energy you put out. And of course, in this retrograde time, reflect. Because that's what it's all about. And think about everything that you're, you know, putting out. Because it all is a part of you and how it will affect your bond and your interactions with people. And with yourself. So keep that in mind, guys. Facts, though. That was a good ass quote. They had me shook. <laughs> like, oh my god, what have I been saying? Same. <laughs> but we appreciate you guys. Thank y'all for listening to Hell yeah. This is our what episode number is this? We've been out here doing the damn team, y'all. We've been out here. We have. We've we been have. we we're gonna be way more consistent. Um for sure we just have to get in that in that uh in that mode you know what i'm saying like our wednesdays we already kind of set into that you know Mm -hmm. like um kind of get those feelings and all the good stuff this is our one two three four yep fifth episode we got five episodes twin Alright guys, thanks for coming. Good night. Or good day. <laughs> good day <laughs> to you, sir. Good day to you, mom. Good day to Another you, time. then. <laughs> Alright guys, peace.